Welcome to Music Theory for Songwriters. I'm Errol Oz, and through this series, you'll develop your music theory skills in order to elevate your songwriting game to the next level. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Music Theory for Songwriters with me, your host, Errol Oz. And in the last episode, we talked about major, minor, and dominant seventh chords. In the episode before that, we talked about diminished chords. Now today, we're going to sort of join those two concepts and talk about two different types of diminished seventh chords. The first of which is going to be called a half-diminished seventh chord. Or if you're a jazz player or you're used to reading pop lead sheets, you might see this chord called a minor seven in parentheses flat five. For the time being, I'm just going to call it half-diminished seventh, and then I'll explain what that flat five means a little bit later. The other type is a fully diminished seventh chord, and those are cool, but they do require some chromatic alterations, no matter what. So they're never fully completely diatonic chords. Now I'm going to start with a C minor seven chord here. So we have a root, up a minor third, a perfect fifth above the root, and then a minor seventh. So letter names of those notes are C, E flat, G, and B flat. It's a beautiful sounding chord. Now one way we can turn this into the half diminished seventh is we take the fifth of the chord, which in this case is G, and we flat it by a half step. So that's gonna make C, E flat, G flat, B flat. Listen to how cool these chords sound. I love half diminished seventh chords. They're they're sad and dark, but beautiful at the same time. They're just gorgeous chords. I love to use these whenever I can. So I guess that brings us back to the next point of if we take the C minor seven chord and just lower the fifth by a half step, We've got C minor seven, in parentheses, flat five. That's why sometimes jazz players, well, actually most of the time, jazz and pop lead sheets are gonna refer to these chords as minor seven, in parentheses, flat five. But in classical lingo, again, we typically refer to these as half diminished seventh chords. So that's minor seven, minor seven, flat five. Now the next type of diminished seventh chord is a fully diminished seventh chord, which if we take a look at the minor seven flat five, AKA the half diminished, we have to take that note on top and flat it. So instead of a minor seventh on top, that interval is going to be called a diminished seventh. So if we have a minor seventh, Flatting an already minor interval makes it what we call a diminished interval. So that C to, this is going to be really weird, B double flat. Yes, we do have double flats in music. I'll play for you really quickly. Uh, I'm going to revoice the chord so it fits a little bit better on the chord. But here is a C half diminished, aka C minor 7 flat 5 where I've actually put that seventh sort of in the middle of the chord. So that's half diminished. And now if I take that seventh and lower it by a half step to make it a diminished seventh, 
Notice it makes the chord even more dissonant sounding. So, you know, you could almost argue that uh, the half-diminished chords kind of have this, like, beautiful, mysterious, kind of bittersweet sound, whereas fully diminished chords can often sound scary. You know, bands like Black Sabbath used those fully diminished chords, and a lot of modern metal still uses fully diminished chords. You know, even if you're arpeggiating them for a guitar solo, these fully diminished seventh chords just have that dark, scary, heavy metal sound. Um, but you can actually use them in a lot of different places outside of metal as well. So say, for example, if I want to create a little chord progression here where I'm going from let's say C major seven, and I'm gonna do that walking diminished chord up a half step, but I wanna make it a fully diminished seventh chord up to my diatonic two chord. So listen, it doesn't really sound scary when I go. So diminished chords have all sorts of fun purposes, and uh, you can still use a diminished chord in the context of that walking diminished chord that we talked about a few episodes back, where we basically just elevate the root by a half step, moving up to the next chromatic diatonic chord. So say, once again, if I'm C major 7, C sharp, fully diminished seventh, going to D, and in this case I'm playing D minor seven instead of a D minor triad just because I love the sound of those seventh chords and I want to reinforce some of the stuff we talked about in the previous episodes. So C major seven, going up to C sharp, fully diminished seven, going to D minor seven, and then going to our five chord, which is a G, and if I want to make it a seventh chord, because G is the fifth of the key, it would be a dominant seventh chord. So this little chord progression kind of reinforces the last two episodes and kind of ties it all up neatly into a package. So we've got C major seven, C sharp fully diminished seven, going to D minor seven. Now I'm gonna add a fun twist. If I wanna flat the fifth of that chord to make it D minor seven flat five, and then I'll go back to one, major seven, and now five, dominant seven, back to one, major seven. So if I play that entire chord progression again, just listen to it. It's got a really cool, kind of jazzy sound, but it's not so jazzy that it wouldn't work in a pop song. In fact, I might take that for my next tune that I write. It's a cool little chord progression. And again, if you know your theory, you don't necessarily have to wait for inspiration to hit you to write a song. You can just sort of start laying some things down based on your technical knowledge, and then you might 
be pleasantly surprised with what you come up with just because of your theoretical knowledge. So again, I do want to take this moment to say, uh, I think for a lot of songwriters, a lot of people wait for the muse to strike them, and I think that is a wonderful way to write songs. But sometimes if I've got a particularly busy and stressful week, I've got too much, too much other stuff going on in my life just to wait for inspiration to strike. So if I know stuff like this and I know how these chord progressions work and how I can piece them together, using these different chords and these different chord progressions, I can lay something down that might just sound wonderful and give me the inspiration that I need to start writing my next tune. So we took a little hiatus for a couple of weeks, but I'm back, and I am thrilled to be going through this material. Next week, we're going to look at all sorts of fun stuff. So be prepared, and thanks everyone for listening, as usual. That's it for this episode. Make sure to follow on Spotify and social media at Errol Oz Music. That's E-R-O-L-O-Z Music. Thanks for listening. Cheers.